family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Hi, Vusi. This is Abraham from Masterview. I am the CEO of Masterview Brands and Marketing. Uh, we are situated in the East Strand of Johannesburg. And uh, around this time, my current challenge in the business is uh, the traffic of or the flow of business, it's becoming uh, very tight and very tight day by day. Uh, actually, five, 10 years ago, there was a good flow of business. But around this time, it's becoming tight uh, on a monthly basis to meet the target that we working around with. So I will appreciate if you can uh, give us an insight into how to turn the game around. Then I can be able to share with my team. That will be a great assistant to us. Thank you. Looking forward to hear from you. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vusi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome to what is the glorious year of our Lord, 2023. And what a start to the year it is, right? It's uh, It certainly feels, I don't know about you, but it feels for me like I'm three months in, not two weeks in. There's been so much that's been happening behind the scenes. First, before we even get going, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you for being a fan of the podcast, a follower of the podcast. Thank you for those unending messages of saying love and support. Thank you for those messages of accountability too, when we've had periods where we might have missed what is our routine posting schedule. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To those of you that have reached out and wanted to know why the podcast was starting so late this year, it's been deliberate. There's been a lot happening behind the scenes, a lot we're trying to get into play. We're rethinking the format of the podcast. We've been arguing over the, do we, do we add a video element to the podcast and what would that look like? We've even, for those of you who might be aware, have tested the video format of the podcast on YouTube. What we now know is that a static image with sound graphics isn't what you guys are looking for. You guys actually want a VT proper podcast. So... I'm happy to announce that that's one of the things we're bringing to you guys in Q1 of this year. Lots, lots, lots to discuss, but I'm very excited for us to get a video element of the podcast out, a proper video element of the podcast. Now then, as we enter this year of 2023, I thought it might be good to start the year to talk a bit about goal setting. Goal setting. I was in Nigeria first week of December last year, 
invited by the incredible Trisha, who goes by the handle at Trisha Biz on Instagram. And I can't recommend her content enough, especially for those of you who are solopreneurs or small business owners looking for ideas about how you can leverage marketing and social media to get content out there. Trisha is absolutely amazing. Like, I mean, almost unmatched amazing. She's really, really good. And I spent some time with Trisha, flew into Lagos in Moritala Airport. Great, great place, Lagos, right? And, you know, one of the things I love about Nigeria is you don't really know what hustling means until you go to Nigeria. Like, guys, let me, let me help you understand this. Let me help you understand this, right? This is, this is Nigeria. On the day we're leaving, on the day we're leaving, my good friend Abraham says that he's going to escort us there. And he wishes past the traffic in his Pajero. And of course, for those of you who've been to Lagos, you know, those who have not, you might want to take this as a hint. If you're going to go to Lagos, it's probably a good idea to get a car that can handle, uh, how shall I say, um, tattoos on the road. And this is called um, uh, engravings, engravings on the road that are done by Mother Nature and wear and tear, otherwise known as potholes. So anyway, he wishes past us. We're on our way to the airport. This is on the trip back, right? I'm now coming back home. And here's what happened. When we arrived at the airport, there were these ladies standing there holding these like canisters. I thought they were like Salvation Army ladies or something like this. But they stand in a line. It must have been between five and eight of them who stand there, you know, quite studiously looking at you. Hello, sir. And then they want you to know, give them a little bit of money as a donation. Anyway, eventually you get past these ladies and on your way into the airport, there's a guy standing there. He's the security guy. He's dressed and in, in full black clad, right? In his full security guard regalia. And he's standing there and he says, let me see your passport, right? And for him to give the passport back to you, he's like, yeah, you know, what are you going to buy me? Like, are you, you know, what, what's, what's, what's the opportunity here for me to get something? Then into the airport you go and you give the security people your bag and they take the bag and they scan it through the thing. And once you've been through that, you go to the check-in counter. Well, guess what? When you get to the check-in counter, yeah, those guys are looking at you like, um, so are you going to give me a little gift for my, for my service or how's this going to work? Before you go through the check-in counter, there's a guy who looks for your yellow fever card and your passport. He's looking for something. So eventually you get through that, then through the check-in counter with your boarding. You then go through customs, and when you get to customs, yeah, the person that stops you there, as he's helping you, he's asking a series of questions. Where have you been? Where are you going next? Where are you from? Where's your yellow fever card? Oh, and, and by the way, you know, it's such a hot day. Are you like going to, you know, what are you going to leave me with? A little gift? You know, what are you, how are you going to take care of me? How are you going to demonstrate your brotherhood to me? You get past that guy. There's another security gate. This one, the lady there actually jacked my perfume. I was so pissed, right? She was like, this, this fragrance is too large. The liquid, the, the liquid content is too large. I'm like, it's 70 milliliters. It's not too large. Anyway, so you get through that and they're trying to get something from you. And eventually once you're through that, listen to this, you're now on your way to the gates. This was my favorite part. And I'm gonna slow down to relay this experience. So to the gate we arrive, myself and my chaperone, and uh, as we get to the gate, there's a, there's a lady there whose role it is, generally, to take your boarding pass, take your passport, and confirm that you are a singular person, the same person. 
Then they take your boarding pass and they put it behind that little, like, infrared thing that it scans that you are, you know, that this is a bona fide a boarding pass. Anyway, as this is happening, this lady looks at us and she says, Where are your masks? So we go, What masks? She says, Your COVID masks. You need the COVID masks. We're like, But COVID is over. Is is finished. Even in China, they they recalled it. There's no more COVID. And she's like, no, no, no. Airport, this airline issue. This is literally what she said, guys. I'm not even lying. She said, this airline, I won't mention the airline, right? Let's just say that uh, it's a peaceful airline. Anyway, so she's like, this airline, right, has just published a circular. You need a, a mask to get on the plane. I'm like, girl, I ain't giving you nothing. I ain't got no masks and I am not paying for it. And then she's got these masks right there. She's like, $10. I'm like, $10? A mask. So I, being I, yeah, took the mickey out of the moment and I said, $10. She said, yeah, I said, Zimbabwean or American? <laughs> she gave me this look. <laughs> she gave me this look like, how dare you, right? And I was like, I ain't got no $10. I was like, ma'am, look, right? I don't have any, there's no $10. There's no $5. There's no dollar. There's no 10 cents. There's nothing, right? What I what I do have is my boarding pass and a passport to get on this plane. And I'm getting on the damn plane. Eventually, they open for us and we go through. And before we go through, there's another batch of people waiting there. They want to pat us down, and I'm talking top to toe. Top to toe, they pat us down, open the bags, go through everything. And the guy's looking at me going, anything here I should be aware of? I said, sir, I went to security check-in entering the airport, security check-in when I checked in my bags, security check-in when I went through customs. I'm almost sure that if there was anything for you to find, they would have found it. So no, there's nothing. He says, you sure? You don't want to, you know, you don't want to leave a little $10 gift to confirm that? I'm like, listen, my brother. Okay. So there was a point where I was like, I looked at this guy. I was like, do, do you know, do you know South Africa? He says, yes, I know South Africa. I said, I, I'm from the part of South Africa where you can't do what you're trying to do to me. Right. I, I said, I, I know my English sounds like really polished, but, you know, don't try me. I, I can go to the hood if I need to. Eventually, they let us past. We then go downstairs where we wait for the plane we do. And that took another hour for whatever reason for us to wait for the plane. I promise you there's a climax to the story. Now is boarding time. And then the lady comes on. Doom, 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 doom. Ladies and gentlemen. This is a boarding for flight air. Mm. I don't want to say their name because I don't want to get sued. All passengers on this flight, please start boarding through gate 15. Then <laughs> she says, business class and priority class, business class and priority seats first, please. Great. So on my way to boarding, I give the young lady, you know, you go through the boarding. And I say to the lady at the plane, as, literally as I'm embarking on the plane, right? I say to her, what is this about masks? She looks at me. She says, oh, that's Kemo. It's another Kemo. There's no mask. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow. Y'all know there's, there's scams in this and y'all ain't going to do nothing? Y'all ain't going to say nothing? But I, I say this only to say the following. Like, everybody in Nigeria is on their hustle. Like, if you want to survive Nigeria, you've got to be on your hustle. There, No one is coming to give you anything. You don't get an inch, you don't get a mile. You want to do something, you want to get something in Nigeria, you better make sure. 
that it gets done. So shout out to my sister, Trisha, who invited me and phenomenal husband and his brother. They took care of me while I was there. And it was just such, such an amazing time. Anyway, here we are now in the year of our Lord, 2023, starting the new year. And this year, I want to talk to you guys a bit about goal setting, goal setting. So there are three elements to goal setting, and I want you to write them down. And when you're done here, I want you to go and elevate yourselves and do some goals for the rest of the year. The first element of goal setting, right, is clarity. The reason most of us don't set goals is because we don't want to go through the process of creating clarity. Because the minute you do goal setting, it forces you to focus on the thing about which you're setting the goal. So for instance, in my public speaking business at the beginning of the year, we were doing goal setting and we needed to have absolute clarity about our strategy. Which market do we want to sell in? To which kind of customer? At what price point? And what are we going to do about all the customers that don't fit that narrow description of the typical customer we're looking for? What we call the scope bleed. Those that bleed just outside the scope, that are rough at the edges, that don't fit the narrow band of the customer that's willing to pay me $30,000 for an hour keynote. What are we going to do about those customers, right? And we had a long discussion about this and what we would do. And the whole point was to get to the point of absolute pristine clarity. So I can tell you with absolute clarity, crystal clarity, exactly who my average client is for my keynote business. I can even tell you how I get consideration, how I end up being considered for the opportunity to do the work, all of that work we've had to do. So the first question then for you as you're setting goals for the year is clarity. Are you clear? Here are some typical questions to ask yourself. What are you best at? What do you enjoy doing? And what do you get paid for? Who do you add value to? And how do you capture that value? Answering these questions is not, is not collectively exhaustive, but it begins to get you down the process of thinking a little bit about your marketplace, the opportunity, and how to approach it. So first, element of goal setting, clarity. The second element of goal setting is quantum, quantity, number. Whatever it is about which you're trying to set a goal, make sure you can express it in a single number unit. So plus minus is not a number. Greater than is not a number. Between is not a number. When you're expressing a goal, you have to express it in absolute terms. What would that look like? It would look like, well, we want to do three keynotes a week in two different countries where we earn the same currency. Three keynotes a, three keynotes a week, two countries getting paid in dollars. That, that's a specific quantum. It's a number. You can chase it. And when you don't meet it, you can know with one answer to a single question whether or not you've been able to meet that quantum. The third element of goal setting. So first, clarity. Second, express it in absolute terms. Fourth, uh, third rather, is time. Over what space of time do you want to achieve that number? Now, you also can't express the space of time in variable terms. You can't say between month three and month five, 
you've literally got to say by month four. You've got to be able to throw your javelin and put the peg on the ground of a specific time by when you want to meet that performance or outcome obligation. You must be able to do this. Absent of your ability to do that, then the rest of what it is you're trying to do is not going to be successful. So the reason most people don't do goal setting, frankly, is because you're just you're scared of the test of clarity. It's easier to exist in the malaw of vagueness, right? To kind of sit behind the scenes and have a general sense and idea of what you're doing rather than have a very specific base outcome that you can hold yourself accountable to and that you can chase as well as deliver. Clarity, quantum, time. There is a fourth element, a bonus element, if you will. And that element is this. A goal must excite you. If it doesn't excite you, you're not going to achieve it. So set goals that are exciting. Now, there is, although subtle, a difference between a goal that is exciting and a goal that is so ambitious it's near on impossible. It would be exciting for Elon Musk to say we're going to be going to Mars by next Tuesday, but it's just not going to happen. They don't have the technology nor the means. Saying by the next two lifetimes? Yes. Next Tuesday? No. So you want to set goals then that are exciting goals. How do you know that your goals are exciting? Well, first, if your goal is exciting, it should get you to wake up in the morning and want to chase it. You should have a bit of a stick about. You should be excited to go after that goal. And the, one of the ways to do that is to make sure that you see the achievement of goal through the eyes of the person to whom it has an impact, not through your eyes as a person pursuing it. Imagine you're a personal trainer then, and your goal is you want to grow your personal trainer business by 40%. You want to onboard 40 new customers between now and June. You want to help the average customer that you onboard lose 8 kilograms of fat and get on 3 kilograms of muscle. Right? Do you notice that? Exact and specific. And that you want to do this by June. So by June, you've got to have hit these targets. Then what you'll do is you'll cascade it, right? You're going to say, well, what's my January, February, March? And it shouldn't be a straight line. Most things build up. So you want to start small, then you want to build up to a larger number. However, and this is important, by the time you get to the end of June, you need to have achieved the full quantum of what you want to achieve. The question then becomes, does that goal excite you? The answer to which is this. What does the life of a client of yours look like who's lost eight kilograms of fat and got three kilograms of muscle? How does their life change? How does their mood change? How does their family life change? How does their sense of confidence change? Once you begin to see the impact from the eyes of the consumer, not yourself, then it excites you. And I think a lot of us get lost setting goals for ourselves, our lives, our families, our businesses, because we see it through our eyes, not through the eyes of the person for whom that goal is going to make a difference. And that's the major shift here. Make the shift from seeing things from your perspective to seeing things from the recipient's perspective. So that, my friends, is our podcast for this week on goal setting. And I'd love for you to send in some thoughts, notes, and feedback about how you believe we can help you set goals for the year. Now then, 
let's get back to the opening audio. And you notice that I skipped it deliberately whilst we started this podcast. The gentleman on the audio asked the question, he says, A few years ago, there were things we were doing for the business that worked. Those things today no longer work. He's from the East Rand. I take it the East Rand of Joburg in South Africa, which is where I'm from. And so I understand roughly kind of the environment within which he operates. He asks the question he does. He says, what can I do to help rebuild and reinvigorate my business? Well, first, I think it's true to say that a lot of us are going through this. A lot of us. A lot of us have had the rude awakening in this year of 2023 that doing what we've done in the past is not going to continue to work. For my international audience, if you will allow me to be quite specific to the South Africans in the room, South Africa itself is going through a whole host of problems, not the least of which is the energy crisis, completely self-inflicted by a band of political leaders so incompetent they make used toilet paper look admirable. And that's saying something. And so, because of this, a number of businesses in South Africa are suffering. Business people especially are suffering. They are challenged. A lot of them are learning that what they used to do doesn't work anymore. Many years ago, I used to deliver a keynote and the opening slide would read, what got you here won't get you there. So the question, this gentleman asks, is what can I do? What can I do for my business? What can I do for my team? What can I do for myself, really, to make sure that I can rebuild and reinvigorate, to create energy again and excitement again for my team? What can I do? Well, there are a few things. The first thing I would say is analyze your market and understand if what you're offering is still what customers need. It's the oldest trick in the playbook, but it's the most effective. Start first by listening, not talking. So what happens to a lot of us business people, right? When business slows down is you want to get louder and louder and louder. You want to Gary V it. You want to throw out more content and push out more content and send out more emails and run more promotions. You're talking. Just quieten the noise and listen. Here's your task. Find the last 10 clients you had. And then go to your books last year and look at the top 10 clients you had all of last year. Go to each of those. It should be between 15 and 20 people because there is a, a statistical bleed sometimes between those. And go and ask them the question, why did you come to us? What was it about what we do that made you call us and not our competitors? How could we have delighted you more? Tell me a bit about your business and what you're going through now. What are the pain points that you're experiencing? Is what we're offering still relevant? Or would you like us to approach the relationship and the product offering differently? When in doubt, listen, don't talk. When in doubt, listen, don't talk. The trick is always to listen in that stillness of uncertainty, in the dark light. Notice the oxymoron there. In the dark light of fear, the trick is silence, not noise. Learn to listen. 
We've just relaunched our accelerator program at My Growth Fund. We've rebranded it now, the School of Scale. If you want to find out more about it, go to schoolofscale.co. All one word, schoolofscale.co. And what it is we do there is we help entrepreneurs and business owners take their business from one level to the next. We ask all of them a single question. Could you disappear from your business for 90 days or more and your business still thrive, still make its targets, still achieve its sales, still pay its supplies, still excite your people? And if the answer to those questions is no, then the truth of it is, like many of us, you're not an entrepreneur, you're self-employed. And so what we do at the School of Scale is we help entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs. We help business owners and self-employed people build systems so that they can scale their business to the next level. We've got an intake now, and the first intake starts at the end of March. It's almost completely full, so I would highly recommend you go and check it out. Go to schoolofscale.co. Some of you asked me over the WhatsApp line, What's happening with the VT Club 100? Well, I got to tell you, it's running. We're doing amazing stuff. Jay, one of our first members of VT Club 100, just graduated actually from VT Club 100 to School of Scale. He flies to Miami, I think it is, at the end of this year to meet with some investors for his new venture, which is a phenomenal health tech venture. But Jay has now reached the level where he qualifies for School of Scale and he's just come on board the business. So fantastic, fantastic. We're beginning to see some results, see some outcomes and have an impact. What we wanted to do as a new innovation for the year is to see if we can build a more direct way of communicating with you guys. Now, please don't hold it over me, but we've launched a WhatsApp line. Now, please, uh, comrades, please, please, let's understand each other now very well, please. Don't send CVs on this WhatsApp line. I, I know, I know times are tough, but please don't send CVs don't send this is a whatsapp line for people who follow the vt podcast to send us testimonials about how the vt podcast has helped them that's all it is and we've done this purely because too many of you have sent us notes saying how do i record the voice thing on the podcast which you heard the the team play earlier so we've decided a voice note over whatsapp or even a video if you'd like might be the better way to do it now i know i'm six foot two i'm ruthlessly good looking i'm aggressively sexy i'm by any independent measure a stud i'm smart i'm like just i'm you know i'm i am i am i am i am what i am Please, no applications for any personal positions in Fussy Timberguy's life. All of those personal positions are fully and completely occupied. I am married to the Lord, and I have, uh, have a side relationship with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. So no applications for anything uh, about anything that is anything to do with that. And I know because some of you have taken to the habit now of sending things on Instagram, which, ladies, I must I must confess, I do enjoy, I do enjoy. But it's perhaps a great idea that we don't use the WhatsApp line for this. So, family. Rather protracted, but that's our first podcast for the year of 2023, and I do hope you enjoy it. Goal setting. 
go out there, go set your goals. And if you want to send us your note on the WhatsApp line, here's the number. Country code 27, that's South Africa, 81505-7667. I'll say it again. Country code 27, that's South Africa, 81505-7667. We look forward to receiving your voice notes only about how the VT Podcast has played a role in your life. Friends, family, until we meet again, sayonara. We hope that you've drawn valuable lessons from this week's podcast. 